Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah, an Indiana woman just got 115 years in prison for poisoning her baby daddy's oatmeal and then strangling him with his favorite tie. Boy, I'm glad I swiped left on that chick. Hey, kiddies, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Apples and Cinnamon Cheeseman. And this is Chad Tudubam Sowash. And on this week's show, 10,000 maniacs drinking coffee, you're not the fairy god boss of me, and a new report says attrition costs Amazon $8 billion a year. Alexa, we have a problem. Let's ride. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that's something. Swiftly matching people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, We did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> How's the Prince of Portugal doing? Loving it. Loving it. Another I'm day in paradise, it. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> You're like an adult happy meal. Loving it. <laughs> Which is a thing now. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a, the adult Happy Meal. They should actually also uh, have booze in that fucking thing. Dude, the toys are selling for like tens of thousands of dollars on eBay. It's insane. America. Stupidity. <laughs> you and I are old enough to remember the first Happy Meals, by the way. Oh, yeah. That was that was awesome. That's pretty spectacular, to be quite frank. Yeah. Playgrounds and Happy Meals. <laughs> and thus so, began America's childhood obesity problem. Yes, the demise, let's just say. So <laughs> last week, no no demise, we were yeah. in the thick of Unleash during our, our last week's episode. We had Matt Alderon, 
Uh, yep. We were on the floor. I mean, we were we were drunk with Paris love and also wine. <laughs> After you had a chance to kind of digest it, how, what, how, how do you feel? How do you looking back? How do you feel about last week? Yes, like a good French onion soup. We were in the thick of it uh, for sure. <laughs> No, it's great. I mean, it's it's been sort of a sugar rush for me uh, to be uh-huh. back in front of people and um, just being a human being again. And Unleash was, you know, sort of the cum- cumulation, 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 culmination, culmination. There you go. There it is. Sorry, yeah. it's still morning here in the in the states of just getting back to being human again. And mm-hmm. um, it's great, to, you know, it's great to see fans. Yes. And I think we have two kinds of fans. We have the fans that are like industry people that are very open about listening to us, telling us we're full of shit or here's where we got it right. And then there's the fans that are like the kids that don't want their parents to know about the the heavy metal band that they listen to when their parents are asleep. (laughs) It's the fans where you're, you're in line at the buffet. And someone pulls up to you and goes, like whispers, I love your show, man. Keep keep doing that shit. And it's like because they work for somebody or have a boss, like they don't want to come out and be yeah. real vocal about being a fan. And it's it's kind of those fans that I love. And those are the ones that you get when you do events. So that's that's some of my unleashed takeaway. Yeah, they do a drive-by on the booth. It's like, love what you're doing, and they just keep moving. They don't stop. Yeah, we have some closeted fans for sure. It's I cool. definitely love all the people who came up, and they were like, give me my T-shirt. You know, it was, it was pretty awesome. People love the T-shirts, man. They're very soft and comfy. It's they like a hug from us. Comfy. Yeah, yeah. So how did how did Normandy go? You had a chance to go to Normandy. That oh, was pretty shit. awesome. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a bucket list thing. Um, oh, fuck so yeah, I, yeah. Took us took a bus. I thought it was a shuttle. It was a bus with full of bunch of people. Um, we we drove out to uh, Normandy, uh, Normandy mm-hmm. Beach, and we had a historian on the bus, and it was cool. They you know they sort of pointed out things on the trip there, mm-hmm. but actually getting to to Normandy, you go on Omaha Beach, was which was our first stop, yeah, and it's equal parts depressing, inspirational, awe inspiring. You you go on the beach. And you you turn around and you pretend like what what were they looking at when they got off a hail of gunfire? <laughs> yeah, and you you see the pillboxes there, you see yes. the the bunkers, yes. you you imagine machine guns everywhere, and mm-hmm. and it really just puts in perspective the sacrifice that a lot of uh, brave men and women uh, actually I think four women died on D Day. By the way, it's real inspiring. The the cemetery, I mean, it's like heart wrenching. Yeah, you know the dog tag numbers are on these on the crosses and the, mm-hmm. the stars of David. Uh, you know where they came from, the numbers and their rank, the unknown soldiers that are there. The 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 chapel is really cool. The artwork is there, um, and then you go down to Juno, which was the uh, the the Canadian landing. And yes, uh, yes, yes. The the sand is very different. Like uh, Utah and Omaha, very like solid sand and you get to like really uh you know sand that gives way it's like a beach kind of like you would mm-hmm. think of in the caribbean so there's yeah. a cool like pillbox right there you can actually go in definitely do it in your lifetime it's well worth the trip i know you enjoyed it um so yeah that's yeah. that's my norman norman takeaway one one of my favorite places to go in all of europe just again just from a history standpoint and mm-hmm. just to be able to sit back and and really just take all that in so that's that's pretty awesome you got a chance to do that just really awe-inspiring the human condition uh was all was all in focus on that day in <laughs> in june of 45 <laughs> Oh, uh, well, the human condition continues. Have you, have you watched uh, Welcome to, to Wrexham yet? I have. I have. And uh, you can't get enough. No, no. It, it is literally <laughs> a marketing master class. If you, if you haven't seen this, uh, Rob uh, McElhenney, uh, who is uh, in you know, sunny in Philadelphia, and then Ryan Reynolds. Uh, this is literally a marketing master class. So first and foremost, you you learn about uh, football and all the different tiers, right? And they're like on the bottom tier of that. And then how to get, you know, relegated or promoted, you know, all these different things that, you know, us Americans really don't understand. So they get, they, they take you through. It's incredibly smart. Not to mention, you know, these guys are making money. They start with uh, Ehor Williams, who's like uh-huh. the, 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 the main sponsor, like a, a, a trailer manufacturer in uh, in northern wales 
And uh, the next thing you know, I mean, they're the ones with the Ehor Williams logo on on the front of their their uh, uniforms. And next thing you know, they have TikTok and Expedia. And then you know, it's just it's amazing. They start getting yeah. these bigger players. But I mean, it is legit marketing masterclass. So if you believe in good marketing and understanding how to wrap into a narrative and then start to drive revenue off of it, this is something that you got to watch. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Apparently, Ryan Reynolds was at the Indeed event last week. I don't yes. know if you saw that. So yep. uh, I, I, I haven't heard what he said. I'm sure he was funny and engaging and and, uh, and handsome, as he always is. <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole uh, big star buying sort of up-and-coming up sports, mm-hmm. either franchises or like the pickleball thing, I knew it was a thing, but Tom Brady, LeBron James, like the list of, of uh, famous athletes that are buying into pickleball. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be a pickleball reality show here at some point with LeBron James. That'll be that'll be hot. That'll be your new favorite show. It's like it's like badminton with a wiffle ball. It is a horrible fucking sport. I hate pickleball. <laughs> I hate pickleball. I came to I came here and they uh-huh. introduced me to this thing called paddle which is uh, a mesh between uh, tennis and racquetball, which are two sports that I fucking love. Yeah. Uh, so, so I've been playing that and it's been, it's been a blast, but, but pickleball, it is fucking worthless. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The old, that game. Oh, the old people love it. Yeah. Cause they don't have to move. I mean, you go yeah, up to the, so the little thing they call the kitchen and you just sit there and, and it, it's, it's fucking stupid. 77 million baby boomers say that's going to be a uh, sponsor dream when pickleball becomes a big thing. I, I could see that. Well, that being said, really quick, uh, I've got to give a shout out to our friends at Adzuna who uh, have the sign the salary transparency petition. They are going hard and heavy and fast after this. I got to love it. Duggan team, uh, this is something that's important, right? This is something that obviously indeed starting to require. Mm-hmm. Doug wants to go further than that. He wants to be able to drive regulation off of this. So big, big props to Zoom on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Sign the petition. I know we sent an email. I think share that on social media. But yeah, mm-hmm. make your voice heard, America. Make it heard. Uh, and speaking of Unleash, I have a, 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 a cavalcade of shout outs from uh, the French show. So. Number one, our boy Levin. Uh, great to see him as always. Yeah. Uh, went to went to Moulin Rouge. You were you were on the sick. You were in the sick bay. Yes. Uh, couldn't come out. But Moulin Rouge is quite an experience. Three hours of variety, um, boobies. You know everything that's good in life. Champagne and good food. That was great. <laughs> uh, Max Armbruster, our French, uh, Della, you know, uh, connoisseur of fine wine and food, Love that took man. us to a great restaurant. Yeah, thanks Talk, to Max. Push it real good, baby. Mark Coleman, uh, Unleash, crushed it. Did a great mm-hmm. interview that I know we'll be publishing at some point. Look out for that. Keith Sonderling, Commission of the EOC, came out. He loves us and we love him. Uh, Oana Iordachescu, I think I said that correctly. Yeah, Iordachescu. Uh, she came out, and she is no nonsense, man. Don't mess with her, uh, her. especially her. when it's pronouncing her name. Alex Murphy. <laughs> uh, the kids at Vonk were great. They had a great party uh, rooftop mm-hmm. gig that we uh, we got to be a part of. Matt, that British guy, Alder. All the fans that stopped by. Uh, it was just a great time, and I can't wait to go back next year. Amen. Amen. And. You didn't get a t-shirt at, at Unleash. That's okay. Go to chadcheese.com slash free t-shirts by job get. Oh yeah, there's beer. You don't forget about the beer by Aspen Tech Labs oh, yeah. and bourbon, aka any type of whiskey that we feel like sending you. That's one from Joel, one from Chad. You get two bottles of whiskey uh, by our friends at text kernel so uh get out there chatcheese.com slash free get your free stuff that's right that's right you get one good bottle from me and one shit <laughs> bottle from chad if you're uh if you're getting no bourbon thing. i don't send lafroig so and speaking of good and bad chad i got another linkedin poll that i want to share uh with everyone oh, always spread, your spread the linkedin poll with everyone so so you and i have this ongoing debate about which val kilmer character is mm-hmm. better uh yes. jim morrison from the movie the doors or doc no. holiday yes <laughs> from the movie tombstone well chad you 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 came out on top on this one uh so jim morrison voted 
31% of our listeners. Doc Holliday had uh, 69% Ooh, of our listeners. By the way, by the way, it's always good uh, when a LinkedIn poll lands on 69. I just want to underscore that. <laughs> Here's why the 69% are wrong, uh, by the way. They're wrong because Jim Morrison was a person of, of recent history where there's video, interviews, uh, people know what Jim Morrison acts like. Oh, it's, get off your freaking shit. Oh, my it's God. It's much harder, in my opinion, to uh. to recreate a known figure than Doc Holliday, who no one actually knows what the hell he was like, uh. Uh, aside from a few stories. So it's really easy to create a new character. So anyway, the 69% are wrong, but we love a good LinkedIn poll, <laughs> and we love it when people come out and share their opinion on important business issues, which is the only thing you should share on LinkedIn, kids, by the uh, way. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> really quick, we got to hit the event train because we still have these things going on, kids. It's sponsored yes, by Our Travel Shaker Recruitment Marketing. That's right. I... Here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be at the Web Summit, the largest tech summit in the world. Did, didn't know this. Didn't know this. Uh, it's happening in Lisbon the first week of November. I got tickets. Keith Sonderling, our friend, a.k.a. the EEOC oh. Commish, is uh, speaking and, and hooked Julie and I up with tickets. So we're going to that. And then since we're not going to be in the States for Thanksgiving, we are going to London for the TA Tech Business Accelerator on November 23rd. Ooh. Can't wait to see everybody there. So if you are close to London, if you're in around the area, hell, go to tatech.org, check it out, register. Hopefully we see you there. Hopefully we see you there. Bring got, me some turkey. We got birthdays, Chad. Birthdays. That's right. Another trip around the sun for some of our fans. And by the way, you mentioned free alcohol. Mm -hmm. Our friends at Plum have graciously agreed to give a fine bottle of rum. That's rum with plum. And that's marketing genius, Chad, to a lucky birthday winner each month. <laughs> so if you haven't put in your info at chadcheese.com slash free, make sure you do that and put in your birthday. You might win some rum. Celebrating another year on the planet. Happy podcast fan Gary Gray, Cheryl Calloway, Jameson Stark, Tom Kenny. It's been a while since we've seen him. Ryan Beck, Gareth Thivu. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Probably not. Excuse me. Charlie Judy, Jeff Waldman, your favorite, Dr. John Sullivan. And wait for Welcome it. Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap. That's right. Our friend Stephen McGrath. From Candidate ID celebrates a birthday, and I can't wait to have a bit of scotch with my favorite Scott when I see him again. Happy birthday, everybody, from your friends at Chad and Cheese. Happy birthday. Fantasy football, Chad. Oh, good God. We got some fantasy football news. Week six is in the books, and our friends at Factory Fix have graciously agreed to support this insane meat-headed adventure that we are uh, on. Okay, number one on the list. <laughs> That's right. Serge Spirit of 1812 Boudreaux is in first place <laughs> out of Canada. Why did that happen? Wow. Followed by Christy still making a killing. Crisscross the Mac Daddy make you jump manion. Dennis Tupperware. Cheese Mania. You know him and you love him. James, he's the skipper. I'm Gilliam. Jason Momoa Putnam. Joe Wilkie Orwoni. Matt, don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Iron Mike Schaefer. Hangin' Chad Sowash. And in the cellar, Dan the Torpedoes Shoemaker. Congratulations, Damn. everybody, or not so much in playing fantasy football. Sponsored by our friends at Factory Fix. Topics. All right. Is it in you yet? Telenia, that is. Paycor, a Cincinnati-based human capital management software provider, announced the acquisition of Telenia, a Hoboken. Can you name the most famous Hoboken uh, son of, of Hoboken? Frank Sinatra. Oh, blue I see eyes. that you didn't uh, have the answer as I was looking at you. Uh, anyway. Anyway, they're an AI-based recruitment platform. Terms were not disclosed. Founded in 2016, Telenia 
had raised a total of $9.5 million. The acquisition will enable Paycor to reduce time to fill critical roles by sourcing candidates actively looking to change jobs and passive candidates using Talinia's AI platform. Paycor expects to begin offering an integrated solution in the first quarter of 2023. Chad, is it Talinia or isn't it? Or is it Talinia? I don't know. I'm not surprised. Talinia's co-founder and CEO, Gal, was the founder and CEO of Real Match, which became PandaLogic. So he's a veteran of the space. Uh, Paycor, on the other hand, with uh, their fiscal year uh, 2022 total revenue with over $400 million, uh, which is an increase of 22% year over year. <laughs> they see automation in recruiting as a good opportunity to sink their teeth deeper into recruiting. Paycor, like any other platform, offers quote unquote custom hiring workflows, which have always created bottlenecks for hiring companies who thought they knew how to build efficient workflows, but they just plain suck at it. Well, now clients of Paycor can possibly pay to skip steps uh, if their flawed bespoke workflows are, are, are not something that, uh, that are helping out, especially having issues with uh, recruiter attrition and just uh, allow automation to take the wheel around sourcing engagement pre-qualification and uh, other front-end tasks it's it's a smart move by paycor but much like most hcm platforms the big question is will they fuck it up mm. little known fact i met gall back in 2003 or 4 when he was ah. starting uh what was then red match red match yeah and then uh, eventually Pando Logic. So the dude's got some core competencies. Uh, he had he had called me up in 2018 and said, "I got this new thing called Talenia. I want to show it to you." And uh, so I've <laughs> I have known golf for quite a while. Um, I think this is a little bit of timing. They've taken less than 10 million dollars. So price tag wise, they had a lot of opportunities to find buyers. Yeah. Um, look, we've talked a lot about the pricing pressure on sourcing tools, the automation of sourcing tools. So I think timing wise, you know, five years, he probably saw the writing on the wall that it was time to, to cash out on this puppy and uh, Paycor was was there to uh, to to catch the uh, the company. So sugar daddy, baby. So, yeah. So they have. Uh, so Talenia has some really uh, tight bonds with the Cleveland market and Paycor is Cincinnati based. I don't know if there was some connection there. Maybe as far as Paycor is concerned, Paycor is a public company. Uh, it's valued at $5 billion uh, market cap. Its stock has been going sideways uh, pretty much since it went, went public. It needed to goose or at least try to goose, goose the stock a little bit. And, and this deal does a few things. Okay, it, it gets on two hot trends, advanced recruiting tools, sourcing, automation, and also DEI, which is, is a big spin on what Talenia promises. Mm -hmm. The cost of this is, is, is immaterial. Um, it probably brings $5 million. This was uh, an analyst that talked about the deal. Uh, $5 million in revenue to a, by the way, $5 billion market cap company. So we're not talking about a huge deal. No. Uh, for them to take in terms of risk. The deal was priced, uh, assumed, at around $25 million or less. So they paid about 2x, maybe 2.5x for the deal. Again, immaterial for a $5 billion valued company like Paycor. It hasn't moved the needle in terms of shareholders. Time, time will tell. But to me, this is just a marriage of a company that you know was seeing pricing pressure on sourcing and automation, wanted to find a buyer, and a company in Paycor that has a lot of money to spend on you know taking some deals, taking some shots at goosing the stock. So far, it hasn't done that, but it won't. I'm not real bullish on this. I think it was you know two two desperate uh, two desperate people that found each other and uh you know we'll see if they find love or not but i'm not real real confident my guess is gall will be gone in 18 24 months and starting something new yeah. and uh this this deal will be a a silent footnote in the history of recruiting 
Yeah, the, the, this was, I, I don't see that this is anything that's large enough to do any goosing to any stock whatsoever. I mean, they were way too big and Talenia is way too small. Yep. This is this is literally around um, recruit uh, recruitment automation and everybody is doing it. So if you can get it cheap, yep. uh, I'm not saying that they did, but I'm going to say they probably did since, uh, again, Gall only took around $9 million. Uh, why the hell not? They've got plenty oh, of yeah. cash to be able to throw at it. And I'm sure Gall got a good price. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody had the anticipation or, or thoughts that this was going to kick the stock in the nuts because it's just not big enough. Mostly a big snoozer on this one, Chad. Well, let's get to something that might wake you up like mm. a good caffeinated drink. Uh, 10,000 coffees, either a New York or a Toronto-based company. Um, it's a little bit weird in terms of the, the press release. Anyway, <laughs> like the name? They're a, so we'll get to that. So they're a provider of talent experience, offering mentoring and skills development solutions. Uh, they just raised $56 million in funding, which from what I can tell is their first and only round of funding. So good on mm -hmm. them for getting that much That's money. That's a big round. Yeah, the company intends to use the funds to build out its product roadmap and further scale its solutions globally. They serve some 200 customers, according to a news release. Chad, is this a hot cup of joe or just some lukewarm mud in your mug? Well, it's it's really young and it's really broad. And when you when you when you look at it, you ask yourself, what is it really right out of the gate? And it, what it looks like is an internal LinkedIn. LinkedIn has obviously with Linda, it has a has educational platform. So L and D, it has all those things that a LinkedIn would have, uh, but it's it's more for internal, right? So you can hit with mentors. I mean, you could mentors on LinkedIn. All this stuff that they're looking to do is is kind of like a creating that that social media for the internal, kind of like the the new intranet. So I ask myself, you know, have any of these internal social media platforms fared well over the years? No, not really. I mean. What, what what have they done? Where have they gone? Are are they necessary? You know, I, I think it's one of those those scenarios where there's so much going on. You need automation to be able to drive engagement, but then you can't have automation do everything uh, because if you have uh, webinars or you have things that are outside of the system, how do you drag that back into the system? You need a, a love boat activities director, pretty much. So you 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 have to get people, human beings actually managing these, these platforms because the other managers that have all these learning development webinars and sessions and stuff, they're not going to do that shit in the system. They're just not going to. So unfortunately, I think, I think 10,000 coffees, there's, there's great ideas behind this. The hardest thing, much like most platforms that have failed over the years is engagement and stickiness. How do you get people into this like a lifestyle platform as opposed to something that's really cool for about five minutes and then it gets kicked to the curb? Yeah. Did you just make an Isaac from the Love Boat reference? It was Julie. It was Julie you, from the Love Boat. Julie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just when I think we've jumped the shark on this whole like big investment, <laughs> crazy valuation shit, like this this keeps happening. By the way, there is an actual company called 10,000 Coffee from Sydney, Australia that is coming to America. They just opened up in uh, Los Angeles. So there might be some issues, either branding or legal, with an actual coffee company called called 10,000 coffee or 10,000 uh -huh. coffees. Uh, we first met these guys at Inspire HR down in Nashville. And now we yes. now we know how they uh, they got the money to sponsor uh, drinks at Margaritaville. It's this funding round that we are talking about now. So they got all the buds words on the press release. They've got connectivity, mentoring, DEI, onboarding, early talent, and leadership development. I think they've covered all the bases in terms of buzzwords and companies that get stupid valuations and crazy funding from companies. I think you've summed up the business as itself pretty well, and we're pretty long in the tooth on this show anyway. So I say, <laughs> I say let's... Let's just wait and see on 10,000 coffees or 10KC as the kids the kids call them. And uh, we'll take a quick break and then go into something Chad and I are calling thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, real quick. I, I've got to slip this in you. An acquisition mention. ARC acquires HR tech. That's, that's big in the event space. So that's going to be interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah, I agree. Oh, you slipped that in. You slipped that in. <laughs> very quick. Very quick. Put it in to Linya. 
Just the tip. We'll be right back, everybody. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad, let's play it old thumbs up or thumbs down. Here's how okay. it works. I'll read a uh, news item, not a funding uh, news item. That's why we call it thumbs up and thumbs down and not buy or sell. You ready to play? Let's do it. All right, let's do this. All right, Career Beacon acquires Rootly. Hmm. Moncton, New Brunswick-based Career Beacon, where my wife is from, by the way, not Moncton, but New Brunswick. They've acquired employer branding platform Rootly, that's R-W-T-L-Y. Terms were not disclosed, based in Toronto and apparently bootstrapped from day one. Rootly promises to automatically transform static text job postings into interactive, sexy, delightful candidate experience whenever a new job is added to a company's ATS. Chad, are we a thumbs up or down on Career Beacon acquiring Rootly? And Rootly not being W, but a U U as a it's two U together. It's a Canadian double banger, baby. <laughs> it's a thumbs up, man. I think this is a very smart move by the Canucks to start buying platforms that connect Career Beacon and alongside with user experience. So using Rootly inside of, alongside to create rich content, aka job postings and social shares that are then distributed to Career Beacon. Uh, they could provide better attraction to brands using these uh, platforms through a much better job search experience. And when you're looking to, and I'm not saying that this is going to, you know, this is going to do do a, a ton of moving of the iceberg, the Indeed iceberg. But when you're a company who is going against Indeed, you're just trying to chip away, right? And these guys are chipping away with this type of uh, this type of acquisition. G- good job, thumbs up. I think it's a thumbs down for me. Uh, an employer branding business called Rootly. Really? That's the name of your company? I think we're going overboard on job postings, man. Uh, we, we're talking like video embedding. This thing has a little drop down JavaScript shit. Like Google for jobs does not like this stuff. Keep it simple. Give me a text-based job posting. Like I understand the sexiness. But just like resumes, we're getting too fancy with job descriptions. Let's keep it simple. Let's let the robots do what they need to do with this, with the indexing and the scraping. I don't know. I'm, I, I think I'm a big sell on these two fine Canadian companies. By the way, I was in New Brunswick this summer, <laughs> and we passed by Moncton. Damn it, why didn't I stop by the Career Beacon headquarters and say hi? But hey, just to throw this out there, the, the, the robots aren't applying for jobs, okay? So until they start doing that, we have to be sexy for those uh, kids out there, those humans. So it's still a thumbs it's up. It's fine. Kids. We disagree on the show. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> now that you're European, we're, we're going to disagree a lot more. All right. The Muse acquires Fairy Godboss. Employer uh, branding site The Muse has okay. acquired Fairy Godboss, a similar business, but one that focuses exclusively on women and has reviews. Terms were not disclosed. Fairy Godboss, founded in 2015, had previously raised $14 million. The Muse says they'll keep the two brands separate due to the value of each community while giving employers a single relationship to meet their hiring goals. Chad, is this deal a thumbs up or thumbs down? It's a big thumbs down for me. So selling to the muse, 
is like grabbing onto an anchor while you're already drowning. I mean, I love everything that Fairy God Boss stands for, but I cannot understand why they or others like them, like the Mom Project, haven't blown the doors off of DEIB and the entire industry. They should be. Uh, they should be leaning into driving advocacy for initiatives like wage transparency and closing the wage gap. I mean, hell, companies like Adzuna are doing more for pay transparency and equity than Fairy Godboss has. And, and, and to me, you can't be in the middle of the road when you're in one of these types of platforms. So if you're trying to press an entire, an entire cohorts, you know, females, entire gender space, uh, you have to stand for something. And every time we've talked to Fairy God Boss, I love them to death. They're great people, but it's like they wanted to try to be, have one foot on the, on the advocacy side and one foot on the employer side. And you've got to stand for something. And to me, they just never stand, stood for anything. Let's go back in time to 2015 real quick when I, when I had a little less gray hair in my beard. Yeah. So Glassdoor was eight years old uh, in 2015. There was uh, a lot of consensus. I think uh, I was on this this boat that the employer review sector would get segmented, uh, that there would be reviews for women, mm -hmm. there'd be reviews for African-American blacks, Asians. Er everyone would get their own little niche of, of employer reviews. That didn't really happen. Uh, mm -hmm. Glassdoor was acquired and indeed in Glassdoor, probably have 80 plus percent of the review market. And if you're looking for reviews, that's where you go. One of those two sites. Enter the pivot for Fairy God Boss. Yes, we have reviews, but we're more about pay equity and equality and inclusion. And they rode that whole wave, uh, which is sort of fading a little bit in terms of value of that. A lot of people are doing a lot better uh, than someone that started out as a review site and wanted to pivot. Now we are, if my math is correctly is correct, seven years into this business, seven to 10 years usually is the time when your investors say, all right, let's cash this puppy out. Uh, I'm guessing they called New York yeah. based the muse down the street and said, hey, what do you think about in buying a, a female review site with some other shit sprinkled in? The muse, who's always down for a dumb deal, said, <laughs> sure. Uh, and now you're going to have two sites. By the way, I don't think muse wants reviews on their site. They're very heavy into glorifying companies. They don't want anything negative uh, to come on onto their site. So these, these guys are going to be separate. Um, they're going to try to sell both these sites in one, one fell swoop. We know that historically salespeople trying to sell two different products have a hard time doing that, so we'll see how that works. But to me, this is just like the time ran out on an idea that just didn't happen uh, for Fairy God Boss, and they found a sugar daddy in the muse, and case closed. I think Fairy God Boss will be a footnote in history, much like the other companies we're talking about today. So that one is, uh, I guess that's a thumbs down for me too, Chad. All right, Tatio. Recruitment sourcing company Tatio has raised $5.3 million in a seed round. Founded in 2019, the company uses AI to power its job simulation platform to help recruiters access underutilized but qualified workers in the U.S. and to help those candidates find the right job. It gives employers access to pre-qualified candidates to interview. Friend of the show, Maya Hubert, Tatio's CEO, said, quote, instead of vetting people out, we vet them in. Chad, are you thumbs up or thumbs down on Tatio? Well, full transparency, I am an advisor to Maya and the gang over there, but a very early startup getting seed funding of $5 million is is a huge thumbs up uh, for me. They, they've got a long way to go, as much uh, early, early startups do, early stage startups, uh, but Maya and the gang now have some cash, and we can see what they're going to do. So it's time to turbo that bitch up. That's a thumbs up from Chad. I agree. By the way, no one uh, no one can support the open bar party like a good Tatio party as people at HR Tech will remember. Uh, great tech, great team, great great first round, by the way. Uh, yeah. Very solid, uh, but, not, but not too much. A nice little taste, a nice little start. Uh, I think this is a great deal. Uh, Thumbs up for me as well. Tatio. 
The name is a little suspect, but I'm learning. I'm learning to, to deal with it. All right, let's talk about glass door filters. We talked about Fairy Godboss. Let's talk about the OG. Glass door users can now search for companies by workplace factors or demographic group ratings. That's right. Users can now customize their job search by workplace factor ratings, such as work-life balance, culture and values, diversity and inclusion, and more or by overall ratings from demographic groups, including race, ethnicity, gender identity, sexual orientation, and more. The data is compiled based on millions of insights publicly available on Glassdoor. Chad, thumbs up or down on the filters? Thumbs down. I mean, we're talking about a company who can't, a tech company who can't even match jobs and they want to create these advanced filters. I mean, again, it's, it's kind of like, uh, what is old is new again? The, the, these were the browsable pieces that were on the side of most of those uh, Indeed back in the day. Remember when Indeed had all of the sure. everything over the side, right? Related. That, that's all this. That's all this is, right? So you know, it, it would be great to see a technology company actually do something that was uh, innovative as opposed to you know nineteen shit ten years ago. So thumbs down. Yeah, Glassdoor is good at two things: PR and scaring companies into buying shit. This is great PR. Filters, everyone's into filters, right? These, these aren't Snapchat filters, however. These are like yeah. search filters, which aren't as sexy, yeah. but filters are a good headline. Uh, people are all into like inclusion, so they love that. This is something that's gonna get covered. So for for uh, you know punching above your, your weight, this is some good PR. So good on them, they're, they're good at PR. And number two, Getting more money out of their current clients, scaring their clients into buying more shit. This is one of those things, right? Like, oh, we better buy some of this. We better make sure we're in these filters. We better make sure that that people like us in these filters, that we show up, and that we then then we can tell our our execs and feel good about ourselves that we are having jobs posted in these filters that are, should I say woke? I don't know. Such a scam. Anyway, yeah. It's like, let's get more money and get more press. They're good at those things. This is a perfect example of what Glassdoor does to get good press and get companies to continue uh, wasting money on their dying solution until they just become Indeed uh, and go away. Let's transition that good is that stuff. Is that a thumbs up? Is that a thumbs up <laughs> oh, or no. a thumbs down? No, no, no. That's, that's still good. I mean, I guess it's okay, good okay. if you're totally just PR and, and getting money from people, but... This is just some more bullshit uh, at a glass store. Uh, but keep that PR department strong, guys. It's going it's going well. All right, let's get to something totally different. Amazon. Chad, your favorite organization is having some issues. According to Engadget, Amazon's attrition costs $8 billion annually. This according what? to some leaked documents, and it gets worse from there, Chad. The documents also indicate potential lapses in the company's learning and development data. Quote, only one out of three new hires in 2021 stay with the company for 90 or more days, and Amazon's turnover was approximately 150% annually. That's according to another story by the New York Times. Amazon declined to confirm or deny any of the specific claims made by Engadget. But wait, Chad. Just like a good Ginsu knife collection, there's a lot more. Amazon says it will close all but one of its U.S. call centers and shift hundreds of office employees to remote work in an effort to save on real estate. The call centers currently planned for shuttering are in Kennewick, Washington, Lexington, Kentucky, and Phoenix, Arizona. Huntington, West Virginia, beautiful Huntington, West Virginia, or Houston will remain open. We got a story or two on Amazon, Chad, go. First and foremost, attrition is costing an estimated $8 billion. That's just attrition. So can I get a fucking amen over here for God's sake? Seriously, why aren't companies regularly creating these types of reports? Hey, talent management peeps out there that are listening, wake <laughs> up and duplicate this formula. What is your inability to retain talent costing your company? Uh, do you think that eight, the eight billion dollar number is going to go unnoticed to the C-suite? Now yours might be less, but it doesn't matter. If you start to actually demonstrate how this is affecting the bottom line, 
that's the case, right? So come on, people, get your heads out of your asses and start creating better business narratives around talent acquisition and talent management. If you can't keep the seat filled and fill it in a timely manner, you are losing money. You have to go deeper than cost per hire, time to hire. You got to get your peeps in business and sales and marketing and, and, and product, all those. You've got to get them together to calculate attrition and your inability to hire and what it's costing the company. So attrition is huge. This is to me something that every company should be looking at. I'm, I'm glad that whether Amazon says, you know, they, they, they deny it or not. This is obviously happening. Um, but to, to the, the point of remote, I see this as them actually going to offshoring. This is the first step to offshoring. They are going to start closing down and then they're going to go to remote. And then guess what's going to happen, kids? Oh, we can't find enough people. Oh, wait a minute. I can pay them a quarter of what I'm paying, you know, uh, an American. Let's go ahead and do that. That's Je it's got Jeff Bezos strategy written all over it. So you see the attrition. Here's the narrative that's being created. Here's the, the attrition. Yes, we have to close things down. Then we won't be able to hire people. And then we're going to start, start offshoring. It's clear to me what the fuck's happening here. Yep. So two things. Uh, so net profit at Amazon last year was $33 billion. So $8 billion, <laughs> oh God. It means something. You know, it's not a drop in the bucket even for Amazon. It's, it's yeah. legitimate cash. So it's simply un it's unsustainable. I, I, you're, you're running out of people to hire. You have 150% attrition every year. Um, unless the robots are coming faster than we know, um, this is just unsustainable. Um, they got to fix shit. They got to, they got to, I don't know what, what the hell they're doing. I don't know how, how you can go into work as a recruiter or the, the, you know, talent team at Amazon and go, Oh, this is a great track. Like we're on the right track. People, they need some Matt Foley over at Amazon, Chad. <laughs> That's what they need. They need to get on the right track on this. Cause he, unless the robots are coming they're they're screwed on this. They got to fix it. They got to fix the retention issue at Amazon. No question. Now the remote. Yes. You took it right out of my, the words right out of my mouth. Look, Amazon gets Buku tax incentives to open mm -hmm. shop in these cities, in these yes. States, right? They get the tax breaks, Governments throw shit at them to get them to open shop in their yeah, in like their idiots. cities. Yeah, the whole work from home, remote, like this is the future, whatever. What a fucking smokescreen! Like it's part gen, it's evil genius. Let's be honest, but they can go to these cities and states and be like, you know what? This is the world as it is. The pandemic. Sorry. Good luck suing us in court. Um, and then over time, it's that boiling the frog. These people that leave their jobs. Uh, they're going to start going from Phoenix to the Philippines. Like these jobs are going to slowly, you know, if they can go from Lexington to Laos, they're going to do it. And this is the, the evil genius that is Amazon. And these jobs are going to slowly get out uh, of the U.S. and go into other countries. And uh, you, you are spot on, my friend. I'm just uh, sorry for all the governments that took it in the ass in tax incentives and deregulation, whatever else they had to do to get Amazon to come to my city. Come to my city. <laughs> All right, let's take another break. And speaking of robots and coffee, this is a great book into this podcast. Robot Baristas, everybody. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad. For three days last month, 1,000 food service workers at San Francisco Airport went on strike over wages and working conditions. During the walkout, not a food service worker could be found except 
That is for the robot serving up espressos and green tea lattes at two automated coffee kiosks with the ominous name Cafe X. During the strike, the coffee bots operated 24 hours a day, taking orders via attached touchscreens or phone apps, whirring quietly behind glass even while their fellow laborers chanted slogans and marched outside. Do androids dream of electric higher wages and better benefits? No, because they never sleep, Chad. What's your take on robotic baristas at San Francisco Airport? In all of our travels, we've seen these robot baristas everywhere. I've seen them in Cincinnati and Austin. I mean, they are everywhere, right? Can they fix a pumpkin spice latte? I sure as hell bet they can. So at the end of this, once again, I, I see I see we have robot coffee machines, baristas. Uh, yeah, this is this is going to happen. And uh, will the, the big question is, where else will we start to see these baristas pop up other than just airports? Yeah. Speaking of going to uh, Normandy Beach, on our way there, we had pit stops at gas mm-hmm. stations. And guess what? Every gas station in France has automated coffee machines and no one serves a good cup of joe like the French. So if you want a latte, espresso, cafe au lait, whatever you want, cafe mocha, one of my favorites, Chad, you can get it Mm. from a robot in France. By the way, lines at Starbucks, how pissed do you get when you're headed to a flight and you want to get a coffee and you got to wait in line at Starbucks? Oh yeah. While they while they fix your drink and write your name on the cup, like not anymore, kids. They don't give a shit, right? So so anything that's sort of this quick serve, like get me what I want, get me the hell out of here is going to be roboticized, and uh, coffee is just one of the many uh, that will. I think the the jury's out in terms of robots making burgers, salads, your smoothies that you get after your workouts, Chad, uh, or your your favorite quinoa bowls. But in terms of (laughs) coffee, ice cream, I've seen those. Uh, Any kind of that fast, get me what I want, get me the hell out of here. Robots also, Chad, cannot make you an adult Happy Meal at McDonald's. And (laughs) I'll end with this. The Ghost Pepper Whopper with the black bun is coming to a Burger King near you just in time. I'll pass. Just in time for Halloween. I just hope your anus can handle the Ghost Pepper Whopper coming out the other end. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? podcast the chat the cheese brilliant they talk about recruiting they talk about technology but most of all they talk about nothing just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know and yet you're listening it's incredible and not one word about cheese not one cheddar blue nacho pepper jack swiss there's so many cheeses and not one word so weird Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.